This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Today is the day, 15 years ago, that the eighth most popular website on the internet was launched. Hmm. The eighth most popular website. Reddit. It is not Reddit. Reddit is number seven. Just after Reddit. MySpace. No, I have a feeling this might might be one of your spaces, Jim, but hmm? <laughs> it is not MySpace. Where would MySpace be now? <laughs> you think Coming it's, back, dude. You think it's the number eight website on the internet? Just like vinyl made a comeback, MySpace is due. Pornhub oh. turns 15 years old today. Hmm. Crammed right between Reddit and Walmart. <laughs> Really? Okay. Walmart. On the internet. Com, yeah. Walmart.com. So you, you order your tissues and your lotion. <laughs> <laughs> Next day delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's uh, number eight. I, I'm kind of surprised. I thought it might be higher than that. Yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm surprised too that it's, it's below Reddit. In terms of adult sites, it's definitely the highest on the internet. Uh, it's the only one. To crack the top 10, you got eBay at 10, Walmart, Pornhub, Reddit. Yeah, eBay's still kicking around. People want those beanie babies. (laughs) (laughs) Then uh, Wikipedia, number six. Yahoo, number five. Number four is Amazon. Three, Facebook. Two, YouTube. What do you think the number one website on the internet is? I, I don't think I heard you say Twitter. It's not Twitter. No. Uh, the Weather Network? <laughs> Maybe you should Google it. Oh. Google is number even one. I count that. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I guess it obviously is a website, but it, it's almost like a portal to all the other websites. I don't really consider it. Starting page. Yeah, yeah. 15 years ago. Wow. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> what a... You know, it's all fun and games, but I do feel like it's too easy. It's too easy to access. I don't want to complain or sound like an old man, but, but it's back in your day. It was a you had to, you had to work for it, but now it's like it's just there. Everything you could ever imagine for free, yeah, on your phone. When I was a young man, I used to have to watch fashion television to see a little nudity every <laughs> once know, in a while and try to hit pause at the right time. <laughs> you had a pause button, <laughs> not me. You had to be ready with a Polaroid camera. <laughs> Take a sc- That's how we took screenshots back in the day. You had a Polaroid next to the television yep. set. You watch late great movies and yep. kept your fingers crossed. And then, if your buddies would lu- were lucky, you'd take a Polaroid of that Polaroid <laughs> and pay it forward. Yeah, you can make make some big money <laughs> selling those things to your sure. friends, faxing it to a friend. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's true. It, it has lost a little bit of, of without longing, there is no desire. You've heard me say that before. Oh, and yeah, yeah. If you can get it where, wherever, whenever, it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. I feel sorry for the younger generation. Yeah, it's ruining their relationships and their attention span. Thanks to that website. Especially step families. <laughs> Those relationships have never been more awkward. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Vince Neal is starring in a new commercial for Dollar Loan Center. 
down in the United States. Yeah! All right! That loan approval machine rocks. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know the old saying, you can die a hero or live long enough to be doing reverse mortgage commercials. <laughs> is that what the company is? <laughs> it's a it's a short term loan company oh, in the these U.S. Predatory loan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yikes! You think he had to take a loan out after he finished shooting the commercial? I Why think, is he doing this? I think he may have had a loan that he <laughs> needed to pay off, which yeah. is which is why he decided to sign up for that one. Uh, we got some more rock and roll news here. Kurt Cobain smells like teen spirit guitar sold. Remember we were talking that uh, this was on the auction block? Mm-hmm. Left-handed blue 1969 Fender Mustang. If you grew up in the 90s, you can picture this thing from the video for Smells Like Teen Spirit. It was also used by Kurt when recording uh, Nevermind and in, in Utro, you know, it wasn't just in the video for Smells Like Teen Spirit. So the new owner, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, he has a huge collection of pop culture artifacts, and now he has Kurt Cobain's Smells Like Teen Spirit guitar, and he got it at a great price, $4.5 million. Whoa. That's pretty, I mean... That's that's got to be one of the most expensive pieces of music memorabilia I've ever heard of. That's a lot. It's right up there. And speaking of right up there, Jimi Hendrix is in the news. A plaster cast of Jimi Hendrix's penis is going to be on display in Iceland's Phallological, Phallological Museum. <laughs> okay. Phallological Museum. It's, I think it's I got a, the derivative it's a of that penis word. Museum. Yes, yes. <laughs> Look at their logo. It uh, it's definitely phallic, and it makes the outline of the country of Iceland look like pubic hair. Oh wow! <laughs> huh. So if you're ever uh, in Iceland and you're looking for an interesting exhibit, um, Jimi Hendrix lent his junk to. A woman named Cynthia Plastercaster Albatron. She was a uh, a legendary kind of uh, artist who got many rock stars, talked them into putting their junk Mm -hmm. into plaster, and Jimmy's is now on display. Oh, yeah. I read a book about this girl 15 years ago or something like that. She was like, I guess, a groupie or something back in the day, but... uh, She's got a whole collection. She she has she, she had she's, she's passed co- away. She had okay, but boy oh boy, talk about uh, <laughs> gotta catch them all. She was a Pokemon <laughs> master back in the day. I don't know how she did it. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. What are you getting done today, Jim? Uh, I'm pulling weeds. I have an interlocking brick on my patio. Ah, the worst. And that stuff sucks. And like, you know, it's all like growing out and the brick is shifted and it's no longer... Aesthetically pleasing? Yeah. So like I got to like pull all the brick out, put some, I think it's called screen down, which is like soil and gravel or something like that. Put it all and fix. It's a ton of work and I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, sounds like a big job, and yeah. I'd, I'd like to thank you for not asking for any help with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want it to take longer. 
So I'd like to just do it by myself. <laughs> what, what do you have? On? Uh, it's funny. I, uh, there's a guy I, I had him buy because we're looking to put a, a small fence up in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, uh, here, we got the fence right here. Can you put that up for us? He's like, yeah, sure. It'll uh, cost this much. I said, well, I can help you do it. And he said, well, it'll cost double then. <laughs> yeah. Man. Especially, yeah, if it's like at the homeowner's place, there is nothing worse than the homeowner, even if they're nice, even right. if they're very kind and they're just out of curiosity. But if they're looking over your shoulder the whole time and like saying, hey, why are you doing that? Oh, that should be over. Oh, my God. It's a nightmare. And it happens, I'm sure, all the time. If you're a tradesperson listening right now, you're nodding your head like, oh, yeah, it's the worst. Because sometimes you make a mistake too, and you're go you're about to fix it. You know what I mean? But then right. somebody sees it happen. It's a small mistake, but somebody's watching you do it. It feels ten times worse. And the questions, right? Mm-hmm. Are you sure you're supposed to be doing that? Uh, is that really what that's supposed to look like? Uh, why don't you do it yourself? Why did you hire me? Yeah, if you're yeah. going to ask all these Wait questions, wait till the final product. <laughs> oh boy. What am I doing today? I got to go to the gym and exercise. I'm trying to get back in shape still. Talk about, you know, your body is a temple, so you're doing renos on the old temple over here. That's right. Might pull my own weed later. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) I have back-to-back workouts, though, because it's a short week. My trainer had to move me around. Usually I got a couple days to recover. I'm doing two workouts a week with Uh the trainer. (laughs) I got a... Today's pull day, tomorrow's push day. <laughs> I am going to be jacked by Friday. Oh, yeah. That's all you need for one summer. That's right. Get a my, week and a half. My pump on for the weekend. <laughs> Enjoy that sunshine. Looks like a pretty nice day out there. I just got a text message from one of the contractors who <laughs> did work at my house. He's like, you're describing yourself, Taz. Oh, I can guarantee you would be that guy. I like watching. It's interesting to me. Are you? How much is your mouth moving while you're watching? Yeah, occasionally. Gotta, <laughs> how many times you say, how much is that going to cost? That's what I could see. Well, you got to keep the budget on track, right? This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. So United Airlines used to have the slogan, come fly the friendly skies. The skies may still be friendly, but down on the ground, not so much. Jeez, have you seen this video of a Calgary CFL player who gets in a full-on fist fight with a United Airlines employee? I, I have seen this, yes. Let's try and figure out what's going on here. You, you can't really tell because it looks like the video that's been posted online joins the fight in progress. We don't see how it actually starts or what the altercation was beforehand. But it's a full-on fist fight between this uh, this Stampeders player, Brendan Langley is his name, mm-hmm. And an employee wearing the the vest and the name tag from United <laughs> Airlines. He looks like a. I mean, if it was a fight, he does look like a fun WWE character. The valet, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Staffer puts his fists up and he tries to go toe to toe with this guy who, who used to play in the NFL, now plays for the Calgary Stampeders. But uh, yeah, he, he usually when you try and fight a. Uh, professional football player unless you as well are a professional football player it's not going to go well for you yeah ironically though the airport employee does appear to be bigger 
You know, but maybe he's just a little heavier. But yeah, he's maybe not, he's weight not a small class, man either. weight class wise, maybe a little bigger. And I'm trying to figure out who started it too, because I I saw a video of, uh, a day ago, and it, it was a shorter video, and it looked like the airline employee actually slapped him first. This video is the same video, but way longer. But looking at the start of this one too, it also starts with the airline employee slapping the the CFL guy first. Well, it's hard to see because he's got his hands up. And is he slapping? He's behind him, right? So it's is he slapping or is he defending himself? The, but he, fir- the first contact I see is the airline guy hitting him. He gets he gets punched right out and comes up with a bloody head and still goes back for more. Yeah, but it's like one of those he's He's dizzy. He's lightheaded. So he's like, he looks drunk almost. Yeah, fight's over. Okay, I, okay. I, I just found this here. The fight is believed to have begun when Langley, the CFL player, used a wheelchair to transport his luggage instead of a luggage cart, which cost five dollars. The Daily Ooh. Mail reported. So he didn't want to pay for the five dollar luggage cart. Took a a wheelchair and used that to move his luggage. This is alleged. Right. From the Daily Mail. It is nice to not have to pay for that cart. I know when we had young, like when our kids were babies, I would carry the baby and put all our luggage in the stroller. Sure. <laughs> no, yeah. Nobody yeah, from yeah. an airline ever tried to punch me out yeah, over yeah. it, though. I mean, though, you also could buy luggage with wheels on it, or you're an in-shape professional football player that carry, carry a bag for 10 minutes. <laughs> Langley's been arrested and charged with simple assault and released uh, on his own recognizance. We got to talk CFL football with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. Dev, what is going on here? I thought that the league and the players had hammered out an agreement. Everyone thought that. I mean, it, we were we were going full steam ahead, and then all of a sudden, to start the week, uh, the CFLPA decides, no, we don't like the deal. They rejected it, and now it is utter chaos in the CFL in terms of trying to figure this out. What's at play here is the CFLPA has competing interests. They have American players, and they have Canadian players, and the two sides want something different. So when the CFL offered to the players, they had looked at reducing the number of Canadian starters on the team. They were looking at potentially changing the number of snaps that Canadian players and American players were allowed to take. And they were looking at uh, uh, providing health insurance for American players following the retirement of their careers, which the Canadian players did not have an issue with. But when you add it all up, the Canadian players look at this and they say, okay, this is all in favor of the American players. What about us? And so that is at the crux of everything going on right now. The Canadian players are saying, what about us? And they're not seeing enough. What's the current average salary in the CFL, Dev? The CFL does not allow teams to publish player salaries, but based on the salary cap and the number of players per team, the average salary ranges between $60,000 and $100,000 a season. So a lot of these guys, this is their their summer job. They've got to work two jobs. You can't just be a CFL player. And as we know, I mean, f- football is a demanding sport, right? I mean, there are lingering effects after that. So it's not as though you can do any old job during the season or once your career is over. It's a very physical game, to state the obvious. So when you're looking at uh, this from the player's point of view, they need to get as much as they can now because... They're going to need it once their career is over. 
I don't understand why there's a difference between American and Canadian players. Why are they treated differently at all? If you want a professional league with any sort of merit, it shouldn't matter where they're from. Everybody should be treated equally and let the cream rise to the top. It's been a long-standing uh, situation in the Canadian Football League that you want to highlight Canadian football players. It is the Canadian game. We have different rules, and it is is baked into the DNA of the league to have Canadian players. And over time, that has whittled down piece by piece by piece. It's just a question of at what point is the CFL going to say, okay, what do we want to be? Do we want to be just any old football league or do you want to be the Canadian Football League? I think there's a lot of people who would agree with you, Jim, but for like for decades and decades and decades in the CFL, this has been a league for Canadian players and they're watching that slip away. How long do you think this will take to resolve? Like, when are we going to be able to see the Ticats on the field? This is really important because the CFL has made what they are calling their final offer. It'll be on the table until Thursday night, which is the day before the preseason is set to begin on Friday. So if they cannot come to a deal by Thursday night, then the CFL exhibition schedule will be delayed. Potentially the season opener in June will be delayed. They This could be a really significant player stoppage. It could be a strike. It could be a lockout. It could be anything because don't forget, they're coming out of two years of COVID issues. Issues, right, So this has not been a clean two years for the CFL. So if they cannot get this deal done this week, this could be a really messy uh, situation between the players and the league. Cuckoo! This is the Taz and Jim podcast. The workplace is like the schoolyard and you have to include everybody or you're going to get in big trouble. If you bring a piece of gum for one person... You better bring a piece of gum for everyone, Jim. Yes, a cashier at a casino uh, just won 75,000 pounds, that's money in England, (laughs) after her colleagues went to work drinks without (laughs) her. Well, I was trying to think—is that euros or pounds with the symbol beside it? So I couldn't. I, I and then I had I scroll down and see when this happened. It's probably a hundred and twenty thousand Canadian. Yeah, so it was in the UK. She's fifty-one, and she felt shunned when she became the only person not invited to the bar. Uh, when staff members from Asper's Casino in London, uh, England, went out together. Yeah, uh, they the, went for a happy hour, and they didn't invite one lady, and then she sued. Listen, I know that sucks. It, it sucks being the odd man out, you know, and it's it's not cool not being included. But do we have to get the government and the judges involved? Because like a judge said uh, when they were talking about why they, why they awarded her the payout, they said, a reasonable employee should consider that such exclusion was to their disadvantage because they had lost the opportunity to bond with colleagues in that social situation. I agree, but does the company need to pay 75,000 pounds because of it? Depends. Who organized? Was was it the boss? If the boss organized it and invited everyone but this one lady, and it was an official team-building exercise at the pub, yeah, yeah. that's one thing. <laughs> but they would have probably called it a team-building exercise. It wasn't. It was drinks with people. But did the boss invite them? Uh, That's different than like somebody who's at the same level as you. You know, there's always cliques. 
So if yeah. if there's a group at work and they go out for drinks, I've seen it happen here. You know, some of the younger staff members don't want to invite old man Taz <laughs> to the bar. It's sure. like they're drinking with their their weird uncle. Yeah, I know, but that's just that's just social behavior. It's like you don't. It, not everything needs to be illegal, or you know, don't no, need to be fined for poor behavior. It doesn't need to be illegal. It doesn't say anything about the boss organizing this. It just says she was the only one in the room not included. Hmm. Like it, I, I know it sucks being <laughs> excluded, but like maybe she's annoying. You know what? Maybe there's a reason why people aren't inviting you out. Because I love drinking with older people, like the older workers that you, older coworkers. Yeah, you can learn a lot from them, and they're usually fun. And usually they want to get out for a drink more than you do because their life is tougher. So it's like you know they're like, you want to go out for a drink? Yeah, absolutely. You know? Sure. Well, I'd invite this lady now. She's got money to buy rounds. <laughs> This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim's all excited because uh, he, there's the prospect of getting some cheap Skittles in a couple weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, every storm there's a silver lining in the cloud. Is it? What's the old saying? I don't Not know. Not that. Something. What, how does it go? Taste the rainbow. <laughs> I knew it was rain related. <laughs> every gray cloud has a silver lining. There we go. And here's this. Case in point, Skittles, Lifesaver, Starburst, recalled in Mississauga, Brampton, Hamilton, and beyond. Now, this is not good. This is the this is the gray cloud. There are uh, apparently reports of very thin metal strands being found either in the gummy candies themselves or loose in the bag. So something happened Mars at the plant. Mars Confectionery U.S. is saying just a heads up, and apparently they were all delivered to this area. Some bags of Skittles may have a silver lining as well. <laughs> I guess so. However, the silver lining is, in about two weeks' time, that means there will be half-priced Skittles and Starbursts everywhere across the area. In Shoppers Drug Mart, generally, I notice that this happens. When there's a recall, yes. afterwards they put the item on sale to get uh, get people buying them again. 100%. So this is, not like something, this is not something it says in the article you're looking at. This no, is no. just... Something that Jim Kelly has noticed over the years. Yes, yes. And you know, a lot of times spinach or spring mix or something will be recalled for listeria. That stuff goes bad, so they got to throw it all out. The candy has a shelf life of years, so there's a backlog and then they'll sell it later and they have to get rid of it. Or, best case scenario, you bite into a piece of metal... Cut yourself, yeah, and you're a millionaire. There you go. It's a win-win. <laughs> it's like the Willy Wonka thing. Yeah, here's your golden ticket: a chipped tooth <laughs> from the Mars Wrigley Company and permanent gum damage. <laughs> you can get it fixed if you have enough cash. Yeah, for a nice, good dentist. Hey, is it worse than just eating a lot of Skittles? Probably not that much. <laughs> okay, so again. If you have it's a warning, which candies? Skittles, Lifesaver, Starburst. And you bought them in the Taz and Jim listening area. Yes. What do you do? You throw them out or they give you a new bag? Um, I wonder. You should be able to return them. You can call a 1-800 number, actually. Say consumers with questions can contact them by calling a 1-800 number that you can look up if you want. Well, do um, you have the 1-800 number? Say, yeah, but I mean, is somebody really going to write it down right now? Sure, it's give 1-800-651-2564. That's 1-800-651-2564. Health Canada is warning consumers not to eat the product and throw it away. Store owners are being told to pull the gummies off the shelf. 
not sell the product. Nothing to hear about refunds or anything. Okay, and we'll keep an eye on uh, any Skittle sales coming up in the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Jim's going to be first in line for that. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Or wives. Right? <laughs> this comes a week after what happened in Buffalo mm-hmm. with the, uh, the shooting in the supermarket there. This is about 10 years after the massacre at Sandy Hook Elementary back in 2012. 26 people killed there, 20 of them kids between 6 and 7 years old. Six were adult staff members. I hope that, I mean, you say this every time, I hope that this is uh, motivation for the U.S. to find a solution, start working together, whatever the solution is, Get on it and get on it now. You know who's fed up? Golden State Warriors coach Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. He, after shoot around yesterday, he didn't want to talk about basketball. He had something else on his mind. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. I ask you, Mitch McConnell, I ask all of you senators who refuse to do anything about the violence and school shootings and supermarket shootings, I ask you, are you going to put your own desire for power ahead of the lives of our children and our elderly and our churchgoers? Because that's what it looks like. There's 50 senators who refuse to vote on H.R. 8 which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple years ago. It's been sitting there for two years. They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough. Steve Kerr, coach of the Golden State Warriors. I didn't realize until I watched the last dance documentary that Steve Kerr's father was killed by gunmen. He was the head of a school, an American school in Beirut. And gunmen uh, stormed the school and they shot and killed Steve Kerr's father. So obviously, this is something that's very personal to him. Mm -hmm. The the shooter was killed in the... uh, in the uh, aftermath of yesterday. An 18-year-old armed with many weapons. No word of what motivated him to do this, but does it matter? Like, is there any motivation that uh, is sane or justified when it comes to doing something this sick and evil? I mean, he was 18, you're an adult, but he was just a kid. It's just, it's disgusting that this person was almost a child too and was capable of doing something like this. It is. It's heartbreaking. Hug your kids and and everyone you love every day. And uh, to our friends down in the U.S., we're thinking of you up here, and and we hope you find a way to make this stop. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.